0: want to have a little chat with you from God's Word, and the subject I chose to speak on is God's standard for holy living, God's standard for holy living. And you know, it was strange that last week, Sunday during the day, and also in the uh, evening service, or the Wednesday night before, Brother Kenny brought a very piercing message, and he focused on issues that have to do with our maturation in Christ and the life that God expects from us. And, you know, we call the progress sanctification, we call it holy living, whatever name we give to it, be assured that it means putting aside those negative habits that we have and taking on positive habits of holiness. That's what it it is all about. You know, (laughs) it is not the outward show. And when I was a little boy, many, 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 many years ago, um, I lived in a little town and I remember so well that there was a church in that town And it was known as the Holiness Church. And the people, particularly the women, would usually wear white dresses with long sleeves. And I'm not gonna be critical of that, but I just wanted to say that you cannot exhibit holiness by clothes or by anything of of the nature. It is a relationship issue. And um, it is all about character. A person whose character is holy must establish holy habits. Now, we all live in a sinful world. And from day to day, we are exposed to the ravages of sin and the behaviors of people around us that are not godly but we have to establish standards of holiness so that we uh, are a constant testimony to them. Holiness is specific in its objectives and purposes. It is not just feeling great today and reading the scriptures all night, uh, anything of the kind. It is to inculcate in our systems the standards of holiness, That God expects. And you know, God said that without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. Without holiness, no one shall see. What is that saying to us? It is, I mean, we thought that, okay, we accepted Christ as our Savior and our pathway is settled. But God demands and expects of us to move on from the stage of a baby into maturity and it should be uh, expressed in the way we live. Now uh, the, the growth process involves a number of key things. Holiness is both a position and a progression. It is not reasonable to expect holiness from someone who just accepted Christ yesterday, but as we mature, as we get uh, experienced and grounded in the things of the Lord, God expects us to shed the things that are sinful and the habits and the sinful nature that we have, and to live eternally for Him. So, holiness must be pursued with intention. You don't automatically come holy. You have to do a number of active, planned uh, priorities in your life before we reach a stage of holiness. And, you know, it's not the length of time you've been saved. It is not, it's, it has nothing to do with um, uh, which church you go to. It has a lot to do with the scriptures, how much we prioritize um, reading God's word and being connected to the issues that he speaks about. Holiness is a position and a progression. Like sanctification, it begins when we, when we accept Christ as Lord and is refined as we experience maturity. So yes, we are born into, the, into God's divine nature, And as we read, as we uh, meditate, as we live our lives for him, uh, we refine our nature and try with God's help to be um, like him. Paul, writing in 1 Peter 2, exhorts us concerning the need to progress from milk to the more sustaining stuff. He wants us to grow and to be separated from the world. Yes, as newborn babes, we drink milk, but the Lord expects that we're gonna grow and we're gonna be grounded. And as we face the issues of life, the temptations, the trials, the discouragements, that we're gonna be strengthened by our experience and we're gonna move closer toward the mark of holiness. Most of our growth will be gradual and steady. Paul reminds us to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That scripture is in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 2. Holiness was mentioned not just in the New Testament, but you remember when Moses was on Mount Horeb. God wanted to talk to him and to give him a part of his mission. And so he called him and he uh, demonstrated his presence by fire. And then he said to Moses, take off your shoes for the place you're standing is holy ground. Now, David did, uh, Moses didn't argue. He could have found some excuses. He could have said, the terrain is rough and I'm walking on stones and uh, Lord, I, I think I'd better keep my shoes on. But he, he obediently took off his shoe. And God was able to commune with him and to give him his mission plan and to send him on his way. And we all know what a, what a, what, what a stalwart Moses was for God. He, holiness is not merely a New Testament concept. God spoke to Moses in Exodus 3, verse 5, and uh, he simply obeyed. Other scriptures address God's righteous demand that we should be holy. A scripture in uh, 1 Samuel 2, none is as holy as the Lord. He is holy. And none, irrespective of how much we try, we will not be as holy as the the maker of this world. And, you know, it was Hannah, when she got the news that she was going to give birth to Samuel, she said, none is as holy as the Lord. She was happy that God had given her this message and this assurance that she would have had a son. And we we know what kind of of person Samuel was. Uh, There is none holy like thee. That's what she says, and that was a statement of fact that she knew that God was holy and there was none holy like him. Be ye holy and without blame. It's an imperative. God is saying, be ye holy and without blame. Now, without blame before God, because you're not going to please everybody that you work with or that you exist with, that you relate to. You're not gonna be able to please them every, every time, but he called us to holiness, and it is imperative that we be obedient, and we seek to increase our faith and our trust and our walk with God day by day. He's, uh, in, in Titus 1, 8, we are admonished to be lovers of hospitality, so sober, just, and temperate. Those are some of the characteristics that we take on as soon as we draw close to the Father. Holiness is a continuing process. We should establish some devotional habits. Okay, identify priorities that are at the center of your life, and whether they be work, family, or leisure, we can prioritize how we Act out how we behave and how we uh, conduct our lives. Set priorities. Even legitimate engagements can derail devotional life. Set a devotional location and time, if that's possible. Now, my mother, my mother was a person who prays. And at the time we were, I recall we were living in a small town with a lot of land around us. And this is a certain time of the day that I would miss my mother and she creeps out and there's a cushion that is usually kept somewhere and we look, the cushion wasn't there. You no, know, Mommy had the cushion and she takes the cushion and she walks to a certain spot and she sits on a stone and that's her prayer spot, that's her closet. And she communes with God. And you know, I don't know how to explain this, but anytime I walked around that area, I felt like God was near because it was a hallowed ground. And you know, in the scriptures, we're told to enter into a closet and close the door. Um, You have to put your own meaning to it because if you come to my house and you try to get into a closet, you're not gonna get in. (laughs) Okay, so the, the closet may be a stone, on a stone, it may be a room, it may be an area of the living room, it may be in the kitchen, at the kitchen table, but enter into, the, into your closet, close the door. And the writer of that scripture is suggesting, the Lord himself is suggesting, that we should set the priority, we should set an organized place, and we should try to be consistent. We must be intentional. We must be consistent. And uh, (laughs) I I, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, it was David, I recall, who said, um, in the morning, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. So at place, it's good to select a place. It's good to, if possible, select a time. Now, we don't want to be legalistic about that because sometimes you can't pray at the same time every day. Sometimes a prayer might be, Lord, guide me through this day. Lord, help give me grace to deal with a companion, a coworker. It may be, Lord, thank you. Give me the opportunity to lead someone to you today. Our prayers and our, uh, may, may differ, but we are encouraged to set priorities and to have some regularity in our devotional life. It is important. It is important. And God requires and demands that we uh, should be meditating on scriptures and that scriptures is in fact, the transforming agent. That's what brings about the change. So reading scriptures, having a devotional agenda, having uh, something planned to pray about, uh, having a place are all um, factors that we should take into account and God will bless us abundantly. Why do we need to be holy? Why do we need to be holy? Well, I noted here that Scripture demands it. Be ye holy. Without holiness, no man shall see God. Scripture demands it. And we have to give attention to it if Scripture demands it. God speaks to us through the Scriptures. It is a part of the objective for which he died for all of us, that we should be holy. We should live a life that is pleasing in his sight. We should s- separate ourselves from the world we should cling closely to him we should have the mind of christ because it is the only sound evidence that we have a saving faith in our lord holiness is gradual it is something that we need to perfect and we will not be perfected until jesus comes but we got to seek to move on, accept the Lord, learn about Him, prayer, prayer life, or witnessing life should be ordered by the Lord. And these are priorities that can uh, help us to gain grounds. James emphasizes the need to add deeds of righteousness to our faith. It is our behavior that the world sees and it takes note of, our temperance, our self-control, and indeed our godliness. Temperance, self-control. These are qualities that every Christian should have. But we don't just get it when we start on the Christian journey. We have to pray. We have to have Christian habits, habits of holiness, habits of righteousness, and seek God's face every day and seek to be controlled by his will. Because it is the ultimate proof that we love the Lord in sincerity. Yes, if we love the Lord, if you love me, keep my commandments. He who loves my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. You are my friends if, ye, if you keep my word. John 14. Imagine God is going to call us his friends. But he has a condition and he says, if we keep his word. So let's hide God's word in our hearts. Let's meditate on them constantly. Let's seek by God's help to be renewed in the inner man because our present comfort depends on it. You know, I thought about that and I wondered, why would our present happiness have anything to do with our state of holiness before God? And I looked in Luke 22, and there's a story there. There is a close contrasting relationship between sin and sorrow, holiness and happiness. When the disciples forsook Jesus, they escaped danger, but they were miserable and sad. And we're told they went out and wept bitterly. They forsook God. They broke relationship with him. They denied him on an occasion, and they were Unhappy. Soon after they confessed him boldly, they were put in prison. We are told that they rejoiced that they were found worthy to partake in Christ's suffering. So you deny God, you forsake him, and you go out bitter, bitterly, and you meet with God, you encounter him. And then the result is that you have much joy. Yes, our present comfort and joy depends on our holy walk with God. So we must be holy. Without holiness on earth, we are ill-prepared to enter heaven. Because God said without holiness, no man shall see God. It's an imperative. Heaven is a holy place. The Lord of heaven is holy. The angels are holy so we must be holy too. There shall in no wise enter into heaven anything that defiles neither whatever works abomination. That's found in Revelation 22. You know, God sets his standards and we don't achieve them the first day we accept God, Christ as our Savior but we move on. We seek to be diligent. We set priorities. We seek to be saturated in his grace. We listen to him, to his voice. And remember, sometimes he's in the wind, sometimes in the earthquake, but wait for the still small voice. For we never can prove the delights of his word until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for those who will trust and obey. There is a song that I knew when I w- was quite young and it is still re- real today. And it says take time to be holy. I just want to read the verses as I close. Take time to be holy. And I'm going to change take time to make time. Make time because it's within our control to make time to walk with God. Make time to be holy. Speak oft with the lord abide in him always and feed on his word make friends of god's children help those who are weak forgetting in nothing his presence to seek make time to be holy the world rushes on spend much time in in secret with jesus alone by looking to jesus like him thou shalt be thy friends in thy conduct His likeness shall see. Make time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him, whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, still follow the Lord. And looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Make time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each temper beneath his control. Thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou, shalt, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. It is our desire to be holy because it is an imperative. God asks us to walk holy before him. He asks us to draw nigh, and if we draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to us, we're told in scripture. The Lord bless you. Yes. Yes. Yes, brother. A lot And the thing is that we're not able to be pure in ourselves because we have a sinful nature as long as we exist in this world we are subject but god is able god is able and he invites us to draw near to him and to lose ourselves in his love and surround ourselves with god's people um, be consistent Grow gradually add to your faith each time uh, you know I always wish to have new experiences in Christ and that's why in years gone by there's hardly a conference around that I miss because I love to learn and I thank God for the family that God has given us here because the, the word and the truth of Christ is preached here every week. Um, I'm tempted to ask our brother Flynn to close in prayer for us. Brother Flynn.